Thanks for downloading this Brum Radio podcast. For more of our programmes, visit brumradio.com. Hello, and welcome to the Geeky Brummy podcast. Hi, Dave. Hello. Hi, Keith. Hello. Hi, George. Hello. Hi, Guy. Hi, Phil. Present. And hiding at the back of the room is Wifey, who's keeping silent. Are you going to keep silent? (laughs) Are you going to speak for a change? He's like the one who doesn't speak that used to be on Scott Hills. Where's the, uh, the child's day? Is he in bed because he's looking forward to Santa coming? No, he's, he's grounded. to bed early. <laughs> <laughs> he's grounded for being a naughty child. He upset the elf on the shelf, so we had to put him away. I heard that he was doing his nativity play uh, for all the parents. As he's playing a tree. In the <laughs> no, he's playing the baby Jesus. We're all very My French child is genuinely a tree in their nativity play. It is year. like, you can tell the kids who are going on to acting school and then everybody else just gets the rubbish is wrong. You're a sheep. You're a wall. Okay. You, you who, are. Who was everyone here in their nativity play? Because I feel there was, there was something on Twitter I saw this week where they're saying your, your role as an adult in society is determined by who you played in your school nativity. Oh, I reckon Christ. I can guess a few of them as well. I reckon I Phil, was, like myself, was the child who was always the narrator. I was the second innkeeper. The, the second innkeeper? Like, oh, so you were the one who was telling them to You were the night manager. Yeah, like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was, um, I was, so there, there was, I remember like being in it two years in a row. I think for one year I was the Archangel Gabriel. Why do I think with you it was a nice, one-man show? Me too, show? I was the archangel. <laughs> because there's like, you know, like, like, there's a magic descending from the ceiling well, with like smoke, dry eyes. That's like a, a six or seven year old. It's the ex- a really great excuse to wear a properly, you know, amazing frock. And then um, the year after I wore a tea towel on my head and I was Joseph. So like the, the history's greatest <laughs> cook. So really, yeah. But bucks a trend in that I, I, unless Joseph was living one hell of a double life, I don't really think that there's much of a parallel to draw. Well, it was an immaculate conception, so we know he wasn't. Wow. That's true. Yeah. Spending a lot of time in his carpentry shed. <laughs> yes. Hammering some wood. All those shepherds turned up from nowhere. <laughs> Where do they come from? And the kings. He uh, he hit them up on Grindr and he was like, can you come and... Uh, <laughs> keep me company, please. <laughs> Biblical times Grinder. <laughs> Maybe that's what happened with King, he- King Herod. He was getting like no... Just swipe left. He was like, oh, all, all these twinks are ignoring me. Everyone under the age of 21 should die. Guy, who are you? I don't want to say. You do look know. a little bit like Jesus with your long hair and your uh, scruffy bit. I mean, like, I was, were you Jesus. a sheep? Somebody was saying, like, the other day, like, you look a bit like Jesus. So that was cool because that guy had a good look. So I'm happy with Jesus that. Jesus was fit, yeah. Yeah, he's got, he's got it going on. Um, no, I was the Brewster. <laughs> the Christmas oh. rooster, the Christmas carcarol. Was this was this a Nando's inspired Christmas or something? I yeah, imagine so. like Love Actually, where you've got like yes, I'm the third lobster. <laughs> <It's> yeah. like, <laughs> got so many children, just start making up animals who were present. Like, but fine, yeah, what, 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 chicken. Was, what, what were go. chickens doing in what the barn when they should have been in the coop? I don't remember. Did I was probably annoyed. To, did you even get to crow? You're just sort of there that. in a chicken outfit. I, I could just run you really angry at the back of the stage going, what is this crap? <laughs> Sounds about right. Is there photographic evidence of this moment? Well, probably my mum's got some Could you bring in some in, in for us? Uh, no, because that involves having a conversation with my mother, so... <laughs> Whoa. T- talking about VHSs. Dave Massey has his school play still on VHS somewhere. <gasps> we need to find this and put... Oh, all my school plays are in, like, yeah. immaculately documented. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, does anybody still own a VHS player? Keith does, there you go. Of course. Keith's putting his hands up, which is great on the radio. (laughs) (laughs) 
her. You know, I, I was the Angel Gabriel once with a troop of entirely silent angels that I had to lead on in a row. And then I was that like the really crap kids who couldn't be trusted to have a line? So, exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was in charge of all of them. And then every other year I was the narrator, which I think is probably about right. Keith, what were you? One time, similar to George, I did the narration. And then with that, one year... With that beautiful, deepy bass voice. <laughs> did that come from birth? It, no, it wasn't, it wasn't at the time. Hello, and you're welcome <clears throat> to the nativity play with me, Keith Blue. <laughs> <laughs> Takes it to a whole different level. I would listen to um, that. And one year I, I trained to be Joseph, and then I was stunningly ill just before Christmas and got booted down to an innkeeper, mm-hmm. which was utterly disappointing. Second or third? Uh, first, whatever, whichever one's the last one that says you can have the bar. That's third. Is that third? Yeah. yeah. Wait, I'm sorry. There's more than one innkeeper. Yeah, they go to different inns and they're told. The first inn goes no. The second inn goes oh, really of no. Course, of course, no. The I'm third sorry. goes you can have the bar. Wait, when you said second innkeeper, I thought you meant like at the same inn they were like, I would like to speak to the manager, <laughs> <laughs> the assistant innkeeper. <laughs> You're gonna get a bad TripAdvisor review. That, that would be the modern, the, yeah, like the modern retelling, yeah. wouldn't it? Like Karen turns up at the door. I would demand to see the manager. There is not a yes. room to be had in With town. With her turf bangs. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's like three stars on his badge, not the full five. <laughs> Dave, who are you? Um, I think I only ever did it the once, but I was one of the wise men. Of course. Yes. Of course you were. Yeah. Yes. Which one? What did you um, have the doll? The frankincense or the myrrh? Uh, frankincense, I believe. What on earth is that? It's a posh-scented candle. <laughs> it's so like it's, it's like it's like a Yankee candle. No, it's more like it's it's, it's better than like Yankee. I'd say it's like a Joe Malone. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, yeah, imagine that being though. The first guy comes in, drops a brick of gold down, and the other two guys goes, "This is outside of the ten-pound budget we set." <laughs> <laughs> it's but not what we agreed. What's what's myrrh? It's, yeah, that's the, the question. Apparently, it's now. the ointment you use when you like. Where you died in ancient so, times and like put myrrh on you and then wrap the bandages. Around. So basically, well, somebody, so it's some Vaseline. Is that because of obviously just like the poor healthcare in those days? They were like expecting a baby born in a barn to be dead on arrival. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Is that dark? That's, that's not the Christmas story that most uh, people are expecting. Yeah. <laughs> Quick we're turn. not talking about the mother remake of Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just say, Phil. Waste the, not, what not? Yeah, I'll say, Phil. There's dark and then there's where you just went. Well, I'm sorry. I mean, what's wrong with like bringing nappies in a baby grow? He's got a point. Can you, ma- can you imagine Mary just being like, "Oh, thank you," and then to Joseph being like, "We, the can't, gold. we can't use any of this." Well, the, the gold, the gold yeah. is the gold useful. Is quite useful. Yeah, but yeah. frankincense, you like. Yes, thank you for my bath salts. That's like when I bought a Ralph Lauren shirt for my new nephew, and then I was like, actually, I should have just like bought that for myself, like in a real grown-up size, because he's not going to appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> they used to buy her nieces and nephews really expensive clothes from TK Maxx with like full-on Ralph Lauren labels. And yeah. Oh, I, mean, I get really annoyed at TK Maxx when the like for my lovely little nephew who's super cute and looks really nice in his Ralph stuff, but it's like ten quid for a shirt, whereas for me it's like fifty. But That's they la- but they only last like three months until exactly out, exactly. He'll just leave it like open to slide it over you. Very <laughs> <laughs> small cardigan. Like the world's smallest chunk of the tide around your neck. Like this. <laughs> Based on the gifts these wise men brought, I'm wondering whether this was just one big kind of like John Lewis ad in ancient times, and it was the kind of gifts they were trying to well, shift. Elbow at the back of the back of the barn. Yeah. So yeah. this year, this year we've got a big push on myrrh. So let's get that out there, folks. Let's let everybody kind of desire myrrh. How are we going to do that? Yeah, we'll just integrate it into the, the greatest story of all time. Demand. Yeah, yeah. frankincense. We've had, a, we've had a warehouse full of that crap for years. We've got to shift it this year. You get your cuddly sheep toy while you're there. That's why the shepherds would just be like, wasted. You yeah. get your Christmas cockerel. Oh, well, there we go. We've got next year's advert sorted. Maybe, maybe there's a little monster under the crib that's just peeping out, you know. 
I've always assumed that they, they just had to stop at motorway services on the way there and just <laughs> find their presence in that weird shop. There's yeah. always really odd stuff. So cl- clearly not Gloucester services though, because that place is incredible. Yeah, right. We mentioned Bramour a little earlier. Bramour. And what was Bramour and his nativity play? Do we reckon? Oh, I... social media expert. <laughs> <laughs> Twitter. There's Jesus on Twitter. Like, was there a bear at the, uh, <laughs> at the nativity? Like a bear cub? There is now. A, a, a pup of some sort. Yeah. Dave Massey was clearly doing the, the Twitter live stream. Yeah, he was just in the corner, like. He's Jesus' social I media mean, manager. I'm, yeah, I'm Mary. Where can we uh, find you on social media? They like, would be the full-on director. It's like you were the actual teacher director, then like the little kid who thinks he's the director following him around. <gasps> yes. Yeah. It's like with a little clapboard. Or stage manager. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, so me and Viv came up with the Bramara drinking game earlier. This is it's, it's, it's intense. I have a <laughs> hangover as a result of this now. Intense. So basically, Dave has a few things that he puts in all of his Brum Radio shows, which you'll find on brumradio.com forward slash Bramara. So Dave has things he does. Every show guaranteed. Before we go ahead, can I just say, this isn't bullying, is it? No. Okay, <laughs> it's a drinky game. Okay. You will guarantee you to get drunk playing this game. I'm sure Dave would approve. Right. First one is, Dave either says, fantastic, amazing, or excellent. I can even hear that in his voice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Dave says, when I either worked in retail, a bookshop, or a chocolate shop. Oh, God, when he worked in a bookshop. Yeah. <laughs> Did you ever yeah. hear he worked in a bookshop? Yeah. When he lived in Manchester. Yeah. <laughs> My God. <laughs> I'm getting tipsy already. <laughs> when you're listening to Bramara and Brum Radio. <laughs> I mean, that's, a, that's a, a reasonable thing to say during your own radio show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and when he says, wow. Oh, my God. And the extreme version is when he says, yes. If you, if you really want to escape your life, <laughs> then you drink every time he says yes. I'm going to insert a little clip into the podcast of Dave's live show so you can play along at home. And when, it, and when there's a fluff as well. Yes. Is, oh, also when he fluffs in the studio and then talks about it for 30 seconds while this is like correcting the fluff. But there was a 30 section, a second section where like the three of us were like, mm, 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 like that. It was like it was hitting us hard with everything. <laughs> that was a fantastic mistake when I worked in a bookshop. In Manchester. (laughs) Wow. Yes. This is Bromar. When I went to retail, this is Bromar for Britain. Uh, Fun fun game for the Christmas period. We're just going to insert like 30 seconds of Dave's show. Try and play along at home. Drink responsibly. Yes. And that was Kira Battersby with... Oh, hang on, it just uh, calling from a lonely star. The screen changed just as I was saying what the title was called. Uh, you're listening to Brumour on Brum Radio. I'm Dave Massey. You can find me on Twitter at Brumour. You can also uh, find the radio station on Twitter at Brum Radio, surprisingly enough. At 7pm, we've got Brum Radio's all-local mix, and that's followed by World Beat UK at 8pm, and then that's followed by the Hot House Jazz at 10pm, tomorrow which is tuesday on brum radio you've got birmingham calling which is actually on every day from 10 a.m and that's the sort of oh i was gonna use a phrase then that i've been using to describe that show but i'm gonna have to read out the phrase and see whether it says it there uh the big names and great songs from all over the from the brum radio vault that's what i have to say because otherwise i'll just get it completely wrong uh 4 p.m tomorrow we've got big wheels 5pm we've got Rich Farmer, 
7pm is the last theatre of the Absurd of the Year with Dan Cooper Gavin. 8pm is the Radio Now Takeover with John uh, with John Peel. I'd be very surprised if it was, if it was with John Peel. With Tom Peel and Jack Spicer Adams. Um, goodness me. Yes? Adele is just... Uh, my producer is just John laughing Peel. at me from the corner of the studio. Uh, by, uh, by amazing time travel, it's John Peel in the studio. Um... Then at 11pm, it's Bridge, Bridge Williams with the Sound Library. I can't talk properly at the moment, so I'm going to play you another track. This track is Mahalia and Sober. And that was Dave Massey giving you a bit of Christmas cheer with your alcohol. Moving on. Guy, what have you been up to this week? Um, hassling celebrities. Um, I went on lunch to go and buy my housemate a present and my girlfriend's mum a present. Your most star-studded lunch of all time. It was a bizarre ten minutes in Redditch. I came out of Marks and Spencer's, walked down by the town hall, and there I heard a familiar voice, nor, nor <laughs> Irish, not Scottish, as I said on the vinyl frontier, foolishly. Yes. Um, it was a big, fat, jolly Eamon Holmes. He's, I'm saying it, he's a big lad. Um... <laughs> What was Eamon Holmes doing in Redditch? I have no idea. There was a camera crew and he was eating I a must, small cafe. I must say, until last night, Guy thought he was Scottish. I mean, you know. Oh, Did God. you say he was eating a small cafe? That explains things. Terrorising the townsfolk. Was Dwayne Johnson, the rock, trying to stop him from doing it? <laughs> Did you see this Joe and Eamon Holmes lurching over the ring road? <laughs> like Godzilla. <laughs> So he, he was kicking around for some reason. Anyway, I went off, got this present from my housemate, walking back, and I was like, oh my God, I know this man. I looked at him. It was only Dave Benson Phillips. So I walked, up, I walked up to him and I was like, are you Dave Benson Phillips? And he went, I am Dave Benson Phillips. <laughs> and I was How like, many times can you say Dave Benson Phillips? <laughs> you are a legend. So I was like, Dave Benson Phillips, can I get a picture with you? And he was like, yes. So we took a picture. He was eating a meal deal. He was like, oh no, I'm going to have crisps what, in my what? mouth. What sandwich did he choose? I'd, he kind of the sandwich in a bag, but he was eating the crisps, so he wasn't what even. crisps? They weren't light. They looked like sea salt flavored ones, but they weren't. Um, Everyone kettles. knows Walker's Max Paprika is they the weren't kettles. top tier of crispy chips. He was eating his crisps. He's like, oh, I'm going to have crisps all in my mouth, and I was like, it's fine, Dave. I'm happy for this picture stuff. Took a picture with it. New phone. Didn't have to save it properly, so I lost the selfie. So I had to kind of like fast walk back over to Dave Benson Phillips and ask him for another selfie. It is the worst selfie I'm ever. Well. inside out listening to right, this. The way, you, the way you've shot the selfie is like face up in the camera. Yeah. Oh. And it's really light. Like when, but like this was you, a panic selfie. It, like it when looks you like opened a silhouette. The camera by accident. Yeah, it's like <laughs> a full on silhouette of him and Dave Edson Phillips. So I took the picture of him and then we had a conversation about like phone technology being rubbish and cloud based servers. And then he went off his merry way to do his panto eating his meal deal. And I felt buzzing that in 10 minutes I sent Eamon Holmes and Dave Benson Phillips. Can we put this selfie out on our Twitter so our listeners can enjoy the glory <laughs> yes. of the silhouette the worst of Dave Benson Phillips? I think we should. I'm going to give you some pointers, Guy, on how to take yeah. a decent selfie. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, the first one was yeah, great. It was just I had to do that embarrassing ask him again, like, hi, Dave, can I get another picture? And I had to wait with him while it's saved. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. What kind of Stone Age phone do you have where you have to wait for a photo to save? Oh, I think old f- phones. Phil looks genuinely offended. I'm just like, I'm sorry, it's 2017. Like, there are certain standards of like technology you know that we expect and uh, i mean i'm just really worried about you 
It's because I got a free PlayStation with a phone, so they just gave me a shoddy phone just to get them in the sort of PlayStation. I'm like concerned with how you live. Did you already have a PlayStation before having a phone? Yeah, but I sold it to a colleague. Yeah. It's all about money, isn't it? So, Phil, will you be the Yoda to guys, Luke, and teach him the ways of the selfie? I'll be like a tall, thin, hot Yoda, yeah. I look, I look like Luke Skywalker a bit, my hair. <laughs> well, like the new, the, as in like the back. old Luke Skywalker in the, in the new films. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Obi-Wan will take a picture. Yeah, yeah. I saw the most amazing gif of Mark Hamill um, this week. Um, obviously, we've been discussing all things the room and disaster artist in uh, uh, in a recent <laughs> in a recent episode, and um, there was an amazing gif of uh, Luke Skywalker Have you not removing seen the full his YouTube video yet. Somebody has inserted Tommy Wiseau into the Last Jedi trailer. He's basically oh replaced God. Ray with incredible. No, I think so. I think it was a gif from that, and it yeah. was it was him going, "Oh hi, Mark." Yeah, <laughs> yes. it was so good. Oh, what a story, man. Oh, it's just... you need to watch the YouTube video because okay. it's just him going, "Oh, what a story, Mark." And all the way through, <laughs> that, all the lines. I, 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 so, yeah, ever since you introduced me to that film, it's, it's stayed with me in a way that, like, you know, not many pieces of art ever have. It is an art piece. I think we all agree it is an actual art piece. It's not a film anymore. It's just this thing, this it's, being. It's very similar to the experience I had post-watching Mother, where, against my better judgment and against my will, images from that film would just sort of pop up in my consciousness. And it's the same with The Room. Every now and then, I did not hit her. I did not. I did not. Oh, hi, Mark. But what genius technique apparently has come out is he was the first person to have an analogue camera with a digital camera taped to the <laughs> for, like, the green screen on the roof. On the roof. So it's oh, like, that's the, the worst green screen of all time. Well, it actually yeah. doesn't look too bad if you compare it to films of the time with the green screen that was happening. If you compare that to stuff like well, think about something with like hundred times the budget of Star Wars: The Phantom Menace, which is similar oh, kind of period. Uh, yeah, I'd say the room would probably look slightly better on the cinematography. Oh, yeah, yeah, Keith, wake up! Get <laughs> alive! What have you been up to this week? I was just I was ironing up the biscuits, deciding which one I was going to go for, which was the one to make least amount of noise. Yes. Um, Keith, can you put the biscuit in your mouth so I can hear you chew it? No. no. <laughs> this is not that podcast guy. That's, that, that's the kind of request that I will only accept if you. Um, I've got this Izettle thing, so if you want to, I'll put the fi- figure in. If you want to, you know, acknowledge the payment. He has an OnlyFans account. Yeah, fans only for his new selfies. Subscribe and um, myfreekeithcams.com. We're not using. No, I don't use. Don't use Patreon because the fees are too much. Um, but yeah. Direct through PayPal. Guys, a tipper. <laughs> I think we've broken Phil. <laughs> Happen, happens a lot. Happens quite regularly, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, as you as you may be able to tell from my uh, <coughs> sniffly voice. Sniffly. Yeah, I've been suffering a little bit from a uh, winter-induced um, snuffles, um, which is great. Um, and it cheered me up no end on one of the days. For the Winter Soldier in Marvel now. Yeah. So we don't have the Winter Soldier anymore. You just the Winter Snuffle. The Winter yeah. Snuffles. <laughs> Takes down villains with uh, copious amounts of snot and um, coughing. Um, no, I, and it's one of the most amusing moments on um, on my travels this week was basically a sniff symphony on the bus. Uh, where literally 
every single person was sniffing and at one joyous moment it literally came into a um a um musical cacophony where yeah it was like it literally it was almost as if we were everybody was um matching sniffs to create some uh, um art piece it was like an installation everybody was just in the uh, you know the you could tell the 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 varying degrees of snot people had in their heads by the tune and sound of their <laughs> sniff. It was amazing. Did you record this? No, I didn't at the time. I wish I had. I, I, I recorded it in like terms of like it happened, um, but I didn't, didn't record it. I might, rec- I might maybe next year um, to beat some of these celebrity uh, <laughs> albums, I might do a sniff album. Well, you know popular popular ma- Christmas songs d- redone by sniffs. You know when they make those mashup. YouTube videos where it's like cat meows and they just put them like Darude sandstorm. Didn't Keith plan a, a, an album of meowing? I seem to remember. Was meow meow not? music, yeah. Yeah, so I feel like the sniffing is going to be the difficult second album album to boil that up. Did you say meow? That's what I call music. Meow. Dave, what have you been up to? Um, usual thing, like lots of work because still going away um but yeah, i had my christmas uh christmas meal out with uh, with my work colleagues the other night um yeah it was very enjoyable went over to saint paul's house on saint paul square did you have the traditional christmas dinner no no i had um chicken and ham terrine to start and then a um beef fe- beef 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 <laughs> feather blade Bit steak <laughs> yeah really 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 good it's just, um so, uh, salted caramel marquise which was what's a marquise? I have no idea. This, this weren't sure either. To, to be <laughs> fair, when somebody makes up a word and puts it on a dessert. Yeah, like, yeah. like the Marquise de Sade. Wasn't it, wasn't it one of those villains in Star Trek for a while? Didn't yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the Marquise. Yeah. 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 Just salted caramel chicote. <laughs> see, I, I, ironically, and it'll probably mean something more to George than maybe a, it was a bit like chocolate concrete. So sorry, not, not chocolate concrete, a uh, chocolate mosaic. Sorry, like sort of that. Okay, I was going to say chocolate concrete is a Birmingham thing. Yeah, that's not that's not a meat specific thing. Pink custard for chocolate concrete. Yeah, but no, it was, it was quite, quite nice. So and it must have been good because he was planning to do a guest post on my food blog for me and was so excited about it he took exactly one photo of his starter, so it was not allowed <laughs> to write a review. No, it, 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 it wasn't enough supporting photographs. It wasn't so much that it was just my, I, you know, there's fourteen of us went out and my food was consistently the last and given the portion size at Saint Paul's house, by the time mine had come out, most people had finished. Have you so learned like, the food blog? Yeah, yeah. it's like you can't do the food blogger thing when everybody else gets served first. Of no, no touching the food. And yeah. Have been taken. I um, I've eaten at St Paul's house once, and it is really really good. But I had to go to the chippy afterwards. Yeah, yeah. Like I say it's fantastic food. Just more of it, please. Yeah. George, what have you been up to? Uh, we went to check out Wales Comic Con the other week, which was one of the most surreal experiences of my life. I think. Yeah. yeah. So it was. It's a. I would say a relatively small con, but they have a, an incredibly high calibre of guests. Um, yeah. They had a huge, lo- a huge load of people from The Walking Dead, a lot of people from Bones. Um, the reason I went is because I wanted to go and stalk Christine Sutherland and Nicholas Brendan off of Buffy. Um, but they have a really good panel, or panel of panels throughout the day, which are free, which is not like most mm. cons, which was cool. But yeah, so we went to the Buffy panel on the first day, and they're in one of the lecture halls at the, the university, which is yeah. the, the venue. And somebody obviously brought Christine Sutherland and Nicholas Brendan round too early because they arrived before their compare. So Nicholas <laughs> Brendan just kind of set himself up at the lectern and announced he was going to teach an ethics lecture and then proceeded to try and throw people out for saying that they liked Angel better than Spike because <laughs> it was unethical and he would not have it. 
And the poor compere arrived and just sort of stood holding his microphone looking really lost while Nicholas Brendan yelled about ethics for a while and then they had a ten minute conversation about jam. It was it was very strange, yes. but very amusing. Was it the difference between jam and marmalade, which always confuses people? Or jam no, and jelly. It was yeah, it was because so apparently the reason that Buffy's mum likes to do cons in the UK is because she really likes clotted cream and you can't buy it properly in America. <laughs> <laughs> so she likes to come over and go for an afternoon tea and she uh, That's within, the most mum thing. Within ever. two the best part was they landed in Manchester and within two hours of landing, Christine Sutherland was in a tea room having a scone and clotted cream apparently. Oh, what did she say her nickname was? Uh, Christine, the clotted cream queen of the Cotswolds. <laughs> Apparently is what her friends call her. And then this led to a discussion about j having jam on your scone and whether it is jam or American-style jelly and whether it is, in fact, preserves, because we're posh and British, according to... <laughs> I, I suddenly just like really want to hang out with Christine Sutherland. She is such a nice lady. Yeah, she, she, was really is. she was generally having the loveliest time talking to people. For some reason, there were some people with some like rescue owls outside. I don't know why. It was a weird con. <laughs> and Christine Sutherland was just there with the owls, like having the loveliest, the loveliest time petting this owl. And it was, it was very odd. Yeah. Was there any Harry Potter themed guests? No, there no, was just, just some owls. Just owls. <laughs> just... And, uh, oh no, uh, Percy Weasley was there. Yeah. Tell a lie. And, and you got to speak to. I somebody, did. Didn't you? I, well, I got to speak to both of them very briefly. Um, but yeah, I did manage to get uh, a little bit of time with Nicholas Brendan, who just sort of made sense at me nearly yeah. for a little bit, which was great. <laughs> <laughs> no, he was very nice and very chatty. Yeah. I spoke to him for quite a while actually, and I did manage to get a little bit of uh, recorded audio, which was nice. But... Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, really good weekend. I just had to suppress my urge to fangirl. I was trying to talk to him <laughs> sensibly, whereas inside my brain is just going, Zander, Zander. <laughs> yes, you, you did very well. did. So in terms of the cons you've been to over the year, kind of where would you place this Wales one? Because it sounded like really exciting the way you were talking about it online and stuff. And because of the pictures. It's so a it really, really good one. It's a, it's a weird one to sort of rank, I think. Yes, it was one of the busiest we've been to. So we arrived yeah. and it took us an hour to park because it was so yeah. so crammed. Yeah, and so like yeah. I've never seen anything like it. People were just abandoning their cars like wherever yeah. so they could get in. In terms of the actual like convention space, it's relatively small, mm. but they have for some reason a really good list of guests. So if you yeah. want to go and meet famous people, that's the one. And their panels, they were really good ones, and they're all free, which I think is brilliant. Yeah. So obviously the focus for them is more about that guest interaction. So if you'd like to go in so what, what did they have? They had a couple of wrestling panels, Buffy, yeah. Bones, what else? There was a DC um, panel. Yeah, there was... Lots of really good stuff. Yeah, but yeah they were all and all kind of around about sort of 40 minutes, so you actually get, get yeah, a good in-depth Q&A. And, and not just no, Isles of Funko Pops, I think, no. I think we nice. saw, what, two, maybe two, two, two yeah. or three stalls with, with Funko Pops. That is, that's a rarity. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Yeah, like I say, it, it was a weird one. Like, cause we, I, like, we weren't originally going to go back on the Sunday, hmm. but then, yeah, it was just... It was after, yeah, been, go for the panels. Yeah. I think yeah, if you are somebody who wants to buy merch, don't bother. But yeah. if you're interested in, in the panel side of things and the guest meeting, it's, a, it's definitely yeah. A, yeah. a top pick, I would say. It's going to be interesting to see how the convention chain, scene changes next year with the whole mm. deal pop slash MCM thing. Yeah. Phil, what have you been up to? Um, I have... Oh, I've, I've, been, I've been out and about doing stuff. I um, went to the official launch event of the new Birmingham Museum and Art Gallery exhibit. Mm. Called Coming Out. I got to have a nice little interview with Joe Lysett where he complimented my shoes. <laughs> they are, I mean, they're fierce shoes. highlight of the week. They're polka dot Converse boots and they're super cool and he appreciated them and he was just really, really nice, really friendly. We had a lovely chat about Francis Bacon. Um, 
saw some drag queens perform for a load of like kids. It was just it was really it's a really cool exhibit. Um, lots of famous artists: Grayson Perry, Tracy, I mean, um, David Hockney, um, as well as sort of some lesser known stuff. I do um, love Birmingham Museum and Archives. They have some really fab stuff on, yeah. really good stuff. And um, I got to chat to the curator of that exhibit as well. Um, so this is on my, with my other hat on as a, as a journalist. Um, and just, yeah, it's really a really cool show. It's on until, I think, April, so I recommend everyone go and see that. Um, and I also went down to London uh, to an event called Words That Changed the World, where um, Obama and Tony Blair's speechwriters spoke about the power of language and we had actors like Jeremy Irons, Carrie Mulligan and Simon Russell Beale giving readings from some of history's greatest it's speeches. List of people there. It was very cool and I yeah. got to sit in on the interview with Jeremy Irons and he said tons of stuff that I really disagreed with but I was very good and sat on my hands and kept my mouth shut because this was for one of my <laughs> bigger clients. Where... <laughs> Basically yes it was um, my, my, my client Nat was like okay you, you could, would you like to sit in the room because at first she was like oh we're going to have to clear you out Phil because we've got Jeremy coming in I was like that's fine and then she went oh no no you, you can sit in if you want but just don't say anything. <laughs> don't touch anything. It's like they force you into these places for the yeah. people that you oh, it's, know I mean, you're going to I say, yeah. it's, it's almost like, the, like you've got a reputation or something Phil for having opinions I know um, <laughs> so I was just sort of silently tweeting throughout the entire thing um, but no he, he was he was uh, obviously you know Scar was, was very very charming if slightly <laughs> if slightly wrong in everything he said well he's Alfred nowadays um, but it was oh he's god Scar. he's Scar no he's Scar <laughs> Um, but it was no, it was it was just a really interesting, enjoyable event, um, and uh, and I yeah, and 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 I wrote a piece on it. So if you go to ogilvy.com, you can hear my opinions about all of that. Um, and other than that, I've just been sort of hanging around, drinking wine. I was going to say I was waiting for drunk to be the yeah. answer. Well, no, yeah. I managed to walk all the way here in the snow this morning without falling over, which I'm very proud oh, of. Oh, you blag, there's no snow. It's a, it's a sprinkling. <laughs> oh, but I walked along the canal where it's like, it's sort of frozen. It is it is like ice. It's it's like a skating rink down there. It's Madonna to yourself. ever so hazardous. Yeah. Well, just always, but there doesn't need to be any context for it. But yes, Frozen was one of the songs I was listening to this morning. Um, and yeah, so I mean... It's I, like I live inside your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, the, we'll get into a whole other conversation about how Frozen is from her best ever album. But um, but yeah, so that's that's been my week. That was great. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for all that wrap-up. <laughs> <laughs> I knew he'd react. I've had some very interesting conversations at work, which started off with somebody going to B&M Bargains, local discount I shop. I love that weird jumble sale of a shop. They bought <laughs> poor Seco and dog beer. Mm-hmm. Oh, poor Seco with a W. Yeah. I thought you meant poor Seco like for poor people. He <laughs> just went, mm-hmm, like he just cracked one open last night and had a good drink of it. No, I've seen these before. I was in a, a dog-friendly cafe in Wales during the summer and they'd got these things and I was kind of thinking... Who in their right mind buys these things for their pets? Well, so wine for my cats. workplace. I'm sure we've discussed but, wine for cats before. Yeah, I think the dog beer also. Yeah. yeah. But <clears throat> it's not like the dog or the cat are going to go, yeah, I appreciate this. I've been really looking forward to having some Prosecco. It's, I'm, I'm going to sit around later on with my mates while we're playing cards and talk about the quality of the booze you've given oh. us. Dogs and cats are just going to go, yeah, I just, I need food, please. But what about it. if your dog's had like a really hard day and just needs to take the edge off? What, what, what would be a hard what, day what? for a dog? 
Um, oh, I had to have a bath today. I'm now mentally scarred. Yeah, Give me some well, beer. yeah, yeah. And, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm wondering where, like, how far are we going to go for this? Are you going to have like cocaine for dogs next? Well, this <laughs> led us on to another conversation, which was all about stuff now that's for cats and dogs, and the weirdest YouTube channel that I've ever glimpsed in my life, which is Cat TV. There is now, like, YouTube channels for cats and dogs where you can put them on the TV for when you go out for the day. And it's just like dog and cat videos. Oh, I've watch. heard of this. When I cat it, my friend's cat Leo likes Hollyoaks. <laughs> it's, good, it's good somebody does. <laughs> he, li- he literally Target sits, audience. <laughs> he literally sits on the floor, like staring directly up at the screen. Who's still. Is Tony still in Hollyoaks? Of course he is. Tony's like the Ian Beale of Hollyoaks. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he's a big Tony fan. Maybe. Yeah, Maybe. but there is like cat TV now, which is the weirdest thing I've ever seen because it's just. It's like baby TV, but for animals. But you can download apps for cats as well, though, can't yeah. you? Like, cause, so for like things for them to play with on like, the it's iPads. Like, um, yeah, like, like swimming fish, and it's to encourage them. They kind of guy is yeah. finding yeah. an app as we speak. There's a get, there's a thing on my tablet which we try to encourage Laura's dog, uh, Maxie the cockapoo, on Instagram. They're apps for dogs as well. Um, it's called Game for Dogs, and it's basically <laughs> you have to bop not, a dog. Not. So the idea with the, to- the the dog would bop it with its paw as it goes around. Well, surely it would be a cat or something else rather than another dog to hit. Yeah. I've, I've, I've just found Max the Cockapoo on Instagram and I'm obsessed. Yeah. This is the cutest dog I've ever seen. What worries me now is whether dogs and cats are going to become unsociable because they've got too much screen time. I think it's bad for dogs and cats to have too Something. much screen time. Then we need to be getting the dogs and cats away and getting them outside, playing around. They need 30 minutes of exercise a day. Right, I'm claiming this genius idea for copyright and all purposes in the future. This is intended. I own this idea. <laughs> Social media for dogs and cats. It already is a thing. My friend founded a company called Dogly two years ago. Damn it! It's Instagram for dogs, and every time you like a photo, a donation is made to your local shelter. No, I meant Aww, for like dogs and cats. I think like, but you should be building like dog Facebook Messenger and dog Skype so the dogs can like, so you just like have big buttons and they can call the dog they want. <laughs> I think so, like, I think just have like a social media network. Removing the human from the element yes. and the fact that the dogs and the cats are doing it all by themselves. I, I, yes. Yeah, that's, that's probably it. the only that's way fun. you'll stop having racists and Nazis on social media is if you remove humans altogether and just, just have dogs because they love yeah, everything. You just hit <laughs> racist dogs. We used to have. Or a there'll, race... be, there'll be racism against birds. Right. Yeah. We used to have a racist dog, and this is so really bad. We used to have a staff you many years ago. It's the most racist dog ever. White dogs and blonde dogs. It was fine with. Black dogs, it just barked randomly at them. And they were just like, why is this dog racist to other dogs? Well, dogs are colourblind, so maybe it's like the threat of a, of a black dog, whereas a white dog or a blonde dog, look, I don't know, maybe it's just... Because it, it you only see black and white. That dog's like, I don't even see colour, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> it was just a very weird dog that we had. It was a lovely dog, but he was a very racist dog. Lovely, but racist. I'm sorry, that sounds like a bit of an apologist, uh, Ryan. Like, oh yeah, he's a, he's a, he's super racist, but honestly, he's like a really good guy. It's, it's 2017, I don't want to hear any of that this was excuses. <laughs> As we know, apparently, according to all, all people who've been caught doing things in the 80s, everything was acceptable. Ask the Calvin Ask Harris. Calvin Harris is true, yes. <laughs> So are we heading towards a future that instead of apes, it's going to be cats and dogs that are rounding us up that oh into, oh, into cages where we can't speak? I hope so. That sounds like the ideal future. Like, the world... We don't deserve this. We've brought on so much horrendous stuff. Like, give it back to the animals. Cats, anyway, already ruled the world. We all know that. Weird news. Right. I've trolled the internet for the best in Christmassy weird news that we can possibly have. 
Are we ready for the selection? Yes. First one, HuffPost. Christmas eyebrows are replacing ugly sweaters as the worst holiday trend. Also from HuffPost, Cat as Baby Jesus is a freaking Christmas gift. <laughs> yes, that one. That one. <laughs> that I don't one. even need to do the other option. Last one, artist sexual Robin Redbreast Christmas cards banned by Facebook. Sexual. Sexual Red Robin? Jesus I've, Cat. I've Jesus read, Cat. I've read that story. Yes. I'm utterly fascinated by the Christmas eyebrows. Yes. But we'll go with Cat. Shall we get start with the cat? Just show me the cat. <laughs> yes. I want sexual. So this is from HuffPost and it's by Elise Wanshell. That's her real name, Keith. I swear to God, you make every single one of these names up. That's a made-up name. That's a picture that comes with a frame. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a plastic spoon. <laughs> Everything comes back to the room. A grumpy feline decides to crash a nativity scene in front of someone's home. Brooke Oldman, a 23-year-old professional photographer from Queens, New York, spotted something furry uh, furry, <laughs> oh, on her way home on Sunday. A I'm seemingly done. I'm done. <laughs> I don't get it. A seemingly sullen cat had crashed in a tipty scene in someone's front yard, hanging out in Jesus's manger. Are we ready for the picture? Yes. Yes. <gasps> amazing. If it's if it fits, I fits. <laughs> That's amazing. But cats are kind of sinister, so I don't. Know I'm sure much. there was one of these stories last year, and it was a church nativity scene, and the baby Jesus doll had been like upended, and it was like face down, and there was a On cat just like popped yeah. in the in the manger. Yeah. I've seen that. Yeah, the cat. Yeah, the church cat has evicted <laughs> the baby Jesus from the manger and yeah, taken up residence. Uh, uh, it used to be so that was quite regularly happened where the nativity scene in Birmingham was abused every year, where people would like replace stuff. A couple of years ago, they replaced Baby Jesus with a garden gnome. Yeah. Amazing. Well, they're magical, you know, like Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, though it looks like the feeling and no intention of lifting the holiday spirits, Goldman found the scene hysterical and took a photo of it. I don't know if he was happy about me snapping the picture, as he seemed pretty grumpy, but he looked particularly comfortable and generally warm and happy despite his expression, Goldman told her post. Goldman decided to post the cute picture to the Facebook group Cat Spotting, and it quickly took off. <laughs> George has just surreptitiously reached for her phone, presumably to join that group. Yes. <laughs> and it finishes the article with "Cats off to you, cat." Oh, oh that, that's a pun worthy of me. <clears throat> but that's basically somebody trawling Facebook groups for article content. Yeah. Well, that's all they do. It's like Metro just goes on Reddit. All right, yeah. Are we going with sexual Robin or are we going with Christmas eyebrows? I'm assuming the Christmas eyebrow is like a glitter beard sort of scenario. <laughs> Let's find out. Yes. But then I want to hear about... Can we do all three? Because it's Christmas. Yeah, do all three. Go on. As it's Christmas, it's our Christmas gift to you all. Right. Just join cat spotting and throw it out there. <laughs> so back to HuffPost, and this is by David Moy. M-O-Y-E. It's a real name, Keith. Let's have a look at his picture. <laughs> it's he... a very badly taken selfie so that he's used. Didn't he yeah. used to manage Ev Evan? That was Mr. Moyes. David Moyes on it. Manchester United saviour, which can I, didn't work out. Can I just say, my Huffington Post author photo is really, really good. <laughs> is it you, are you on fleek on your hood? Yeah. Have you got Christmas eyebrows? I'm smizing. <laughs> yes. Just when you thought the perfect ugly Christmas sweater was the ultimate in tacky holiday trends. Now, it's Christmas eyebrows. The eyebrow-raising look is achieved by using gel to separate out the eyebrows and making them into peaks so that gems, stickers and other glittery objects can be attached, according to Post UK. More run behaviour. 
The trend was started by YouTuber Taylor R, who posted a tutorial video on Tuesday and a shorter version on her Instagram page. Oh, she looks like a right fool! Let's have a look. You can find her at Taytay underscore XX. That's not the Taytay I like. She looks like an alien from Star Trek. Okay. It looks like budget TOS Star Trek alien. Yeah. Film. That's terrible. No, yes. she looks like an alien from a sci-fi porno spoof. <laughs> Since then, others have jumped on the bandwagon with some with more elaborate eyebrows than others. It's just putting glitter into your eyebrows, basically. I mean, imagine how hard, how much is that going to hurt? Like trying, she's going to rip off half her eyebrows washing those off. <laughs> Glue, glitter, and sequins yes. on on hair. That's yes. just a recipe yeah. for pain. And some went for the quick fix, which is basically somebody just painted over the eyebrow with green paint and then stuck some stickers on it. I mean, I did a sheet mask the other day, and getting that out of my eyebrows was hard enough. It remains to be seen where the Christmas eyebrows will become the next big holiday tradition, but not everyone is excited about it, including Buzz60 host Kerry Lum, whose video in the trend appears above. As if we need to do one more thing during the holidays, it makes me th think for a longer, simpler time when the only pe part of a face people decorated were their ears. Hang on a minute. What, the ears aren't on the face? Yes. What, what annoys and me what happened to glasses? What annoys me about this sentence is... It's one more thing we have to do with holiday. Hang on a minute, it's not on my list of things to do this holiday. So what is it? So we have to do this holiday. It's kind yeah. of like, it's Please optional. Do. Would, that would be a I would. I will pay you to give yourself Christmas eyebrows. That's <laughs> <laughs> it. Just like, going back to the, the photo you showed. Anybody else get that sort of? Remember the episode of The Simpsons with the makeup gun? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. I think. I think that actually became a reality because there's quite a few people that are out there using that. With that look. And yeah. quite a few people who are stupid. Yes. Alright, time for our final story then. Sexy Robin. This is from The Guardian and Isabel Bennett. There you go, Keith, a normal name for a change. Artists Still made up. Artist sexual Robin Redbreast Christmas cards banned by Facebook. Jackie Charlie said she could not stop laughing after harmless festive images were blocked by Facebook because of an adult nature. Are we ready for the sexual Robin? Is it something to do with red breasts? <laughs> oh, it literally is. Yeah, I think I saw this story. Ah. I mean, it's hardly, you know, Fifty Shades, is it? No, it's just a robin. So it's, oh, a, it's like a watercolour of a robin, and the the red portion of its front just happens to be shaped ever so slightly like two ovals. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so the artist Jackie Charlie said she could not stop laughing when she was discovered the so reason the social media company would not approve the product on her page last oh, month. I bet she was laughing like that, you know, that Chewbacca mask-wearing woman. And, <laughs> I'm sorry, so that was... Blocked from Facebook, and yet you've got people who are literally being Nazis who are allowed or, to it, post it. Or beheading videos. It's or just videos. so absurd, the stuff that is yes. like... Oh, the bird with its distinctive red and orange breast was one of three designs painted by Charlie of Animals in the snow for the set. The others were a stag and a squirrel, just in case we need to be aware. Was that a naughty stag or a, <laughs> a naughty squirrel with its nuts? <laughs> but Facebook blocked it what seemed was an adult item after the artist's attempt to upload the image to her page. In the post on her page, it looks like we didn't approve your item because it was like we don't allow the sale of adult items, e.g. sexual enhancement items or adult videos. The 52-year-old wrote, Hilariously, Facebook has blocked my cards from my, being a product in my shop due to their shameful sexual nature. Please judge for yourself, and if you'd like a pack of six at 5 99 plus post in a bag, <laughs> you can let me know. <laughs> it's kind of a any publicity is good publicity, yeah. really, yeah. isn't it? Charlie left, said the move left her mystified. She couldn't understand why the paintings were considered inappropriate. There is no, obviously nothing in the images themselves which is inappropriate. Seemingly there are no trigger words used in the cards. 
for for awareness, a Robin card was simply called Robin, not Robin Redbreast, as some people have wondered. The artist who lives in the Scottish border said she's no, had no direct response from Facebook with the interest generated from the gaff lifting to a lifting of the original band. Since then, she's posted a link to an Etsy page where she's selling the four four by six inch cards as part of a larger collection. Great. I'm just looking at the photo again. Yes. If that's what Facebook thinks breasts look like, then <laughs> it, it's, I have questions. It's blatantly a very terrible automatic. Facebook's bots need yeah. some work. Yes. Yeah. Go on then, guy. I've got some uh, vintage McFadden watch, and this is possibly my <laughs> favourite one I've found so far. This is from December. This is from December 2016. Um, he's a long way from Walford. EastEnders star Steve McFadden lapped up attention from free beauties engaging in lesbian antics in London nightclub last night. And there's a great what? picture of Steve McFadden watching two lesbians get it on. But that's not that far from Walford, is it? Really? I was thinking you were going to say he was like in Iceland or something. Because that's a bit further from Walford. <laughs> Australia. Yeah, anywhere seems further from Walford than there. Mm-hmm. Steve McFadden got more, of, more, got more than his fail. Written as in Phil, as in your name, Phil. Fem- I know the sin is terrible. But of female just... attention after being caught up in a lesbian clinch at a Manchester nightclub. Do, Hang on, wasn't he in the, London the, a minute ago? Sorry, did the newspaper not understand yeah, the... what, what a lesbian is? And that surely that's the opposite of well, a man getting female attention. Well, they don't understand the difference between London and Manchester yeah, from the first two that, but the EastEnders star struck a stark contrast from his Mitchell Brothers character, who is to undergo a liver transplant as a result of his alcohol addiction as he boozed away with three beauties who kissed his face and snogged each other in front of him. That's still, again, not... Oh, wow, look at that picture yeah. of him getting involved. That looks slightly staged and not a candid photo that somebody managed to grab on their phone. Yeah, is I know, that's, the... that's, you know when you have nightclub photographers nowadays, oh, which is oh, a new yeah. thing. Is, well, is, 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 it's is, one of those. I mean, is this the Katy Perry brand of lesbianism where it's yes. let's les up for some attention and then the cameraman will come over yes. here? Yeah. I think that the... Uh, like, as in, like, when the girls are snogging in that photo, <coughs> one of them is literally looking into the camera. Yeah. And, and, but also, they're not mentioning who they are. It's all about McFadden. So I, don't, yeah. I think their, their um, start is not rising. But it, it's also, you know, how is it... How is, I mean, you know, at least it's not a million miles away from his hard man image like he's going to watch Trolls at the local <laughs> cine world with some kids. People paid £5 to have, it, uh, to have a drink and a picture with the hard man. Um, That's not bad, considering, you know, you can pay upwards of 80 quid on the convention circuit for a terrible photo on a, on a really awful background that looks like it's so been what, shot in a cave. What do you think someone like... Um, Alan Moore's celebrity nightclub rate would be? Uh, I think you'd probably have to like write a dissertation on the, <laughs> the, the state of the nation at the moment. As, you know, 80-page diatribe about stuff first to get in. Then uh, the sun started... Like before, where we had the article where they started to struggle, so they started to dredge up other stuff. So this is not going on about Barbara Windsor here, but it decides that it's going to send uh, have some uh, stuff about a dogging scandal he was involved in in 2005, just a top story off, which is uh, it's nice of the sun to bring that up. Uh, and apparently he had uh, an affair with Tinkerbell in a play he was in. So, Steve getting it on with girls and clubs. I think it's time to put McFadden watch to bed for a little while. Kemp watch, 2018. <laughs> well, we know where he is at the moment. He's in Northfield, in the McDonald's. Oh, yeah. I, I must say, I don't know what social media stream it came up on, although I did say hide, I was not interested in it. Um, but somebody you haven't mentioned for a while, I, I had a picture of Stephen Mulhern 
appear uh, <laughs> for some reason oh, in my, one of my social oh, media streams. Oh, he! I, I saw a promoted tweet from him this very morn. A promoted tweet. So he's paid very, for this. This very morn. Let me just bring up what it was because before I even realised who it was by, just the content of the tweet itself offended me. So you know, just... this may be the same one then because I just went, no, I'm not interested in this. It, was was he pulling his rabbit out of his hat at you? Um, okay, here we go. Stephen Morehands. Yeah, that's good. Oh, it's your um, oh, yeah, yeah, he's playing, you know, that, that speak up game where basically you put a dental equipment oh, in yeah, your gob, yeah. and then basically it's, it's, it's a game for families to play when no one has anything to say to each other because you're all boring, so you have to manufacture fun. Glad I didn't buy that game for a Christmas special. <laughs> and uh, he's playing it with Rochelle from the Saturdays. That's a random comment. Are they still a thing? I thought the Saturdays had like... And it's just like, oh my god, we're having like such a great time. Oh, and it's Spawn it's SpawnCon from Sainsbury's. That's why it... Yeah, so that's Ugh. why it was promoted. That's not content. That's it's an advertisement. Just... Oh my god, like, it's just like so funny. Lol. Like, oh my god, like we're just having like such a random like fun time. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Christmas specials. We don't know if they delight or plague your schedule, depending on your interests. But we thought we'd come up with some Christmas specials for shows that haven't had their own yet. <coughs> so all of us have put a couple of names into the bo- into the bowl of interesting items to pull out. And we're all going to pull out one each. <laughs> pull out. Is that <laughs> Tony the Tiger on that bowl? Yes. Nice. It's a beautiful Frosty's bowl, yes. But uh, we're all going to pull out a suggestion each. <laughs> and then we're going to have to... It's funny the second time you hear it. And then we're going to have to come up with a Christmas special for that show. So... We'll hand it anti-clockwise. Phil, you can start us off. It's like raffle tickets. <laughs> um, okay, someone's going to have to explain to me what this show is, because I only have a, a vague set. Rogue Traders. <laughs> <laughs> I have a sense that this is a daytime TV show, but I might be wrong. I mean... It's you know that Matt. little bold man, Dom Littlewood? <gasps> from the one show yeah yes the man who the human it, testicles is it a bit like cowboy builders is it that sort of thing where they yeah, entrap yeah. yeah. mavericks yeah. Yeah. yeah so how would you do a Christmas episode of Rogue Traders <laughs> oh, oh. I'm listening especially for you guys because I know how much you love is Tom it, Littlewood would it be oh, he's on the list <laughs> like one of those basically like if a builder or a plumber or some kind of tradesman yes. has basically left a family high and dry and not finished a project over Christmas and scarped with their like money yes yeah. all Christmas presents it's not, not a Grinch, mate. So basically, yeah, they're, they're living in like a, a house without um, heating or without hot water or something. Yeah. And then this bald hero comes along <laughs> and is like, I'm going to hold you to account. And then the rogue trader is visited by the ghosts of Christmas past, present and future. And they change their ways. <laughs> so who are the ghosts of past, present and future? Basically? So we've got Nick Knowles. Nick Knowles is the ghost, the of, ghost Christmas of Christmas future. The ghost of Christmas past is Anne Robinson from her watchdog days. Yeah. Yeah. The ghost of Christmas present is Dominic Littlewood. Yep. And the ghost of Christmas future... Nick Knowles. Nick Knowles. Yeah. With his angry face. He looks like... And death. he sings to him. And then and he's like, I'll make it stop. I'll be good, I promise. <laughs> I, I would watch that without any shadow of a doubt. Yeah, I'm not, not going to lie. My, my head just kind of went to sort of... Um, like, you know... A, Cowboy builder had built like a, a really dodgy looking nativity scene or something like that. Nick. <laughs> Jesus pinned by a beam <laughs> with a cat for the, the baby Jesus. Right, Keith, pull it out of the pot. Stop saying pull out, Ryan. <laughs> Retreat. Um, oh, yeah, okay, okay, I've never seen this show, but I don't know oh what it is. Naked attraction. <laughs> 
So, from what I know of this show, the only place I can go is basically when they turn Jingle around, bells. they've all got to be decorated like though, like like um, Christmas eyebrows, but it's Christmas knickknacks, and um, people have got to um, people have got to decorate their nethers in the most cane. attractive way. Yeah, you can stick a candy cane where you fancy, and. Um, Baubles and glitter. Yeah, I mean, the, the more glittery, the better, I think. Jingly bells. Uh, you know, any, any nicely crafted shaven elements could be good, sculpted in, you know. A wreath. Yeah, a little wreath. Tie in some collie and ivy. I think, I think Guy's Dang dying in the corner. Time. Yeah. And the, and the winner is the one who has the most attractively decorated <coughs> things. You know, maybe some LEDs with a battery pack hidden away out the way so you can't see it. I say, in that situation, I don't think that you can class anybody as a winner. Although that that particular episode also has to be narrated by Christopher Walken. <laughs> so that's how they would do that one. Amazing. Oh. George. Oh, I thought I know who put this in. I've got Jim will fix it. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. I don't even want to go there. Shall we move on, move on to the next one? Oh. Repick. I'm looking at Guy for this one. I reckon he's got to be responsible for that one. All right. I swear I'll hopefully less offensive. Oh, Panorama. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Clearly, this would be a hard-hitting investigation into the working conditions of Santa's elves. Yes. That, obviously, that's the only the only way that could be a Christmas special. I used to buy Krishna Guru Murphy. Yeah. Okay. I've got the good place. <laughs> <laughs> I think I wrote that down before I really got what the game was yeah. going to be about. I think maybe you just pick another one. <laughs> if you if you insist, Phil. I'll be honest, I, I've yet to sort of really watch a couple of episodes with you. I Do you want to explain it, but... the premise of The Good yeah. Place? So the premise of The Good Place is that um, a kind of garbage person played by Kristen Bell and dies and ends up going to heaven by accident. And so she has to pretend to be a good person and then learn to be a good person so she doesn't get sent to the bad place. And Ted Danson is the um, like landlord of heaven. Is Ted Danson dressed as Santa? There we go. Yeah, to be fair, yeah. yeah. There you go. There we go. Yeah, Ted, yeah. Yeah, He's then... got the white hair now. We just need to grow the yeah. beard out. Yeah, clearly... That's a part of him learning to be good. Surely yeah. he has to be Santa for their whole neighbourhood in the good place. Yeah, and that um, what's his robot thing dressed up as Janet. Elf. That's the one, yeah. Oh, Janet dressed Janet. up as a Christmas elf just because Janet. Janet's like my favourite fictional character of 2017. She's just amazing. On then, guy. I'm hoping you've sabotaged yourself with one of these. Holmes under the hammer! <laughs> oh, okay, okay. So I'm going to go for a bit of a tragic one with this. So basically, a family can't afford to live in a house anymore, so it's had to go up for market on Christmas. Um, then it's gone under the hammer, they're selling it off at auction, like, oh, who wants to move into a new house for Christmas? And then some kind Samaritan buys the house back for the family who got kicked out of it. Oh, in a Christmas heartwarming twist. So my version would be, they get kicked out of the house, and they have to buy a bar. A bar? Okay. <laughs> Come on, you know that you've just ripped off the plot of a film you were watching on Christmas 24, literally <laughs> ten minutes ago. Archer. 
This would be quite. Have they had a Christmas special? Yeah, no, yeah I was going to say. Yeah. Have they had a Christmas special? I don't think. Yeah, they have. No, but I'm surprised mm. they haven't. Uh, Archie would just basically be them all round at Christmas, having Christmas dinner together, shouting at each other, getting very drunk, and then shooting <laughs> each other badly. I was picturing some kind of undercover mission where a very drunk archer has to be Santa. That old, oh, that would that old be... uh, mission to the North Pole to retrieve some Christmas present he never got. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I'm and it's all a I thought it'd be a, the cast of Archer gathered around at Christmas playing the Brum Hour drinking game. Phil. <laughs> 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 I mean, we've already kind of covered this. Cowboy builders. <laughs> I mean, we've really gone on a theme yeah. here. <laughs> Who, who's watching all of these shows? Are these guys? guys? It's <laughs> not me. <laughs> to be fair, it could just be a two-part special. You know, a cross crossover with um, Rogue Traders. Oh yeah, Christmas crossover. That's it. <laughs> the Rogue Traders and the Cowboy Build. The Rogue Traders invite the Cowboy Builders to stay with them at Christmas because there's honour among thieves, and they're like, no one should be alone at Christmas. Come and eat our, you know, dinner that we've um, got off the back of a lorry. <laughs> I'll take ownership for Jim will fix it, but not cowboy bills. <laughs> I can't believe this is the actual name of a TV show. Can't pay, we'll take it away. <laughs> oh dear. Um... <laughs> Um, okay, maybe this is the story of one of those um, Christmas catalogue uh, companies that you pay across the year and uh, they figure out that somehow that particular person's money's got lost due to some hacking scandal uh, and they've now took away all the Christmas presents from the little kiddies. So it's and, the Grinch. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's kind of the, 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 the Grinch. Um, <laughs> you know, I don't know what else happens in that program. Dominic Whittlewood painted green. Yeah, yeah. They, they're, they're like just like bang on people's doors it, and like, like, oh yeah, you're following like, the bailiffs, yeah. the bailiffs yeah. around. What, yeah. what makes me worry a lot is that this rogue traders take homes. They all seem pretty sad and desperate TV yeah, shows. It's, it's, it's like it's, it's, it's BBC daytime TV. I can see why they don't I have Christmas specials. Phil says after googling it. There's only two left in the pot. Oh no, we don't get to have a go. Oh. Do you want this one? I'll tell you what, you do a double tea, a double up, and we'll do a double up. <laughs> okay, there you go. There's the last one. Right. Combined efforts. It's, it's, it's a couple's show. Ah, we've got Game of Thrones. Clearly the most wow. massive television series. Well, there's lots of snow. Well, there is. Uh, clearly it's an episode set on the wall, and it's about Jon Snow learning the meaning of Christmas and See. learning things. See, I, I would have just gone for an updated version of the Red Wedding, where you know everybody's gathered around the Christmas tree for a big Christmas dinner, and then everybody Horrible dies. Murders. Yeah, I think that'd be quite good actually. A Lannister to... family Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, full of wine and murder. And, right. and Val Dunican turns up halfway through to do a little song in a rocking chair. That'd be good. <laughs> Maybe Morecambe and Wife. It's a whole celebrity thing. It's a celebrity Christmas special set in the Game of Thrones universe. And what? Oh, like the Star Wars. Ed Sheeran comes in, decides, <laughs> "Oh, I'm going to play a song for you. I know you like me. And my previous shot with appearance." <laughs> the drummer from Coldplay turns up. <laughs> <coughs> See, Ryan, I know what we've got. <laughs> so I wrote it. Is, is this the last one? Yeah, it's Blue Planet Two. <laughs> Polar bears. 
The end. So, oh, I think like you could have Attenborough narrating that like we've delved so far into the sea that like we've hit the North Pole <laughs> accidentally. You, you, um, have you ever ever had a geography lesson in your <laughs> life? I did once think that Egypt was in Europe because I was convinced myself that, that they were part of Eurovision one year. So I was. Australia's like, been in Eurovision. Yeah, that doesn't mean I, it's geography's it. not my strong point really. <laughs> But you could do the Blue Planet where they do go up to the Arctic Circle and they stumble across Santa's workshop by accident. Okay, so here's a question. What did you think the North Pole looked like when you were little? Like a pole? Like a literal pole. Yeah. Like yeah. one so of these. Yeah, like, like a candy, candy cane. Like it looked yeah. like, I always believe it looked like a candy cane. Yeah, giant yeah. candy cane in the yeah. ice. Yeah. With, with a little kind of circle on the top and North Pole nailed yeah. to it. Yeah. Like, like one of those barber, barber poles with <laughs> yes. the red and yeah. white twirls. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then you like press the button and the secret doorway opens and you get taken down to Santa's workshop. That's Isn't that from Santa suspicious. Claus the movie? Yeah. But basically, yeah, I, I always assumed why that why do they call it a pole if there's not an actual pole there? Yeah. And obviously it's because it's the magnetic, magnetic pole, pole, but but well, still it's a it's a pole. Get, there's two North Poles. <coughs> you get magnetic North Pole and true, true North Pole. It's a true North Pole, the one that looks like a candy cane. Yes. 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 <laughs> <laughs> why, why does he live there? Because no one's there, so then yeah. you can't. Uh, a kid's not going to go up exploring to the North Pole and find out that Santa's not real. It's an easy way of preserving the lie. How, how and because it's stuff done overnight. So, this is the thing that gets me Lapland and now trying to claim that Santa's from there. It's like they've shifted on this snowy. whole like yeah. North Pole thing. It's like you're right. You're fair enough. You're in the Arctic Circle, but don't try and claim Santa for yourself. I think <coughs> I think it's a case that Santa does live there, but he operates out of the North Pole for a tax loophole yeah. reasons, yeah. and that you know the. <laughs> The, uh, the exchange rate and the payment the for the yeah. <laughs> because everyone knows that's part that of the panorama special everyone knows that Santa, Santa Claus is German yes so like yeah I mean yeah is he real yes yeah and in Italy Santa's a woman <laughs> literally they have, they have like a Christmas fairy instead of Santa yeah. Claus in their old traditions Krampus. they have Krampus as well yeah. Krampusnacht yeah yeah the very yeah, angry in, version of Santa I see. I wish that Krampus was real because I feel like as a deterrent for well, bad behaviour. Rather, well, I thought he was sat on the sofa next to Ryan. But ra- yeah, rather Nasty. than rather than just rewarding children who are you know per, per, uh, demonstrating the bare minimum of decent human behaviour with material wealth, punish kids who are bad. That is a deterrent. Yes, and we won't. Not go rewarding, into, yeah. not positive reinforcement, negative reinforcement. Yes, and we won't go into Santa Claus and the Netherlands because that's no, just no. Biggest movie news in studio terms to happen for a long, long while, I think. Fox plus Disney. So. Equals failed. <laughs> yes. Well, Disney are basically in the last final stages of purchasing Fox's movie studios and some of its TV away from itself. And I think the only things that Fox wants to keep is the news and the sports bit. Yeah. Which I'm so basically glad. like the more right wing side well, <laughs> of the Fox next week. To be fair, the Fox sports stuff is really good. But this would mean Disney now own The Simpsons. Mm. All of Family Guy. <laughs> the Orville. Mm. And all the Marvel properties that they Fox bought a long time ago, which that includes I'm, the X-Men and Fantastic Four. That I'm extremely happy about. Would that also mean that Archer is a Disney property? Yes, it would be. If it's is that, FX. Oh my god. Oh, yes, <laughs> yeah, FX. American Horror Story of Fargo would now be Disney. Anything that's on FX or Fox wow. would yeah. become the ownership of Disney. Mm. Which really makes me worry because Disney is not known for its R-rated content in any way, shape or form. I, I think this the news about this, people have to kind of get away from the idea of... of Disney 
influencing the other things and not Disney yeah. being like the parent company because a lot of a lot of these companies at one point or another during their history have been owned by another major conglomerate. True. So Time Warner um, yeah. when Warner Bros was on there. So there's going to be the parent company, but I think all of these other things will end up as satellites yeah. that will operate within their own remits. Yeah. So we'll stay they'll I would imagine most of them will stay pretty much as they are in yeah. terms of the content. Uh, the, the 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 benefit of it being is Marvel getting back the rights yeah. to their characters, yeah. Yeah. which still give us a few problems because we've got like four or five films already kind of either deep into production or have already been completed well, and are now ready to release. Affect Avengers Four because we know it's post Infinity War now because Infinity has been wrapped up in one movie. Are they going to start seeding cameos in, so like Deadpool or Wolverine? I, I mean, Hugh Jackman has said he would consider coming back. I don't. Oh. I don't think they, they, they. I don't think the approach to do it is do it that and kind of backtrack no. and go these characters existed in there. I think they should do it in a similar way to the way DC did it with Wonder Woman, mm. not Wonder Woman, Supergirl. Yeah. When Supergirl was on a different network. Oh, and then they kind of went. Par- it was parallel universe. It was jammed, jammed the two together. Yeah. Marvel have got that already. We've had or, Secret no, Wars and uh, stuff. Like all the Avengers and the MCU is set on Earth six one six, basically. So yeah. we know it's not on Prime Earth as what, yeah. what DC would have called it. So it's basically yeah. just a parallel reality of Earth. And I'm, I'm sure they could quite easily go the parallel universe route. Yeah, they could. They could. They could, they could yeah. slam it together, or just keep operating the X Men in a in their own separate yeah. story. But actually, have the X Men as the characters we know and love, rather than yeah. these rubbish well, versions th- they do. Sometimes. We've got three X Men based movies coming up next year, so we have the New Mutants movie. Which we've got New Mutants, there. Deadpool, and Dark Phoenix. And Dark Phoenix, yeah. So Dark Phoenix continues along the yeah. Let's speak. This year, Dark Phoenix belong, uh, goes on the continuity of where we've had First Class and Days of Future Past, and cannot wait for this, and all that comes in. But um, I don't know if New Mutants is going into that timeline. They haven't really said either way. Well, New right? Mutants they're setting up as their kind of like uh, horror yeah. franchise, yeah, which, which could work and but and, and could fall miserably down. And they pinched the other Games of Throne girl for that one. Yeah, Maisie yeah. Williams. Yeah. yeah. I mean, to be honest, Dark Phoenix gives us the route in because that could be a whole reality changing yeah. event in terms of the the X Men universe. But we're st- we, I mean, we're still kind of. They still well, they still haven't pulled it together, I, I, even though Deadpool references the X Men. Well, There's no like, synergy between the two franchises. Well, it looks like New Mutants is going to be modern day, whereas um, Dark Phoenix is going to be nineties. Nineties, yeah. Because where we left on Apocalypse, that was mm. late eighties, wasn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah. Um, it's set ten years later, ninety two. I think the new one. Right. Yes. So that's going to be interesting because New Mutants would then mean that it's around Logan's time. I just I. Uh, I, I'm, I'm ready for Wolverine to just not be in these films anymore. Yeah, He's the least interesting character. I feel like Logan was, uh, as a swan song for the character, great. Fine, just kidding. Yeah. And yeah, final, and we don't need to have him back because you've got this wealth, like, like this entire pantheon of characters who you can, you know, um, I mean, It's the one the thing screen. that always annoys me slightly is Wolverine never put the Wolverine costume on. Yeah. The entirety of his run through it because they refused to put Hugh Jackman's face in a mask. Well, it's like well, how Mystique suddenly just became Katniss Everdeen because Jennifer yeah. Lawrence was the most popular actress at the time. You know, yeah. it's, they, they've got the actor playing a version of themselves rather than the character. Yeah, yeah. I'd say. I mean, don't go wrong. I think I, I would say Jennifer Lawrence is better than Rebecca Romijn Stamos, but yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I, 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 
I, I feel like she, at, at yes. least she was given oh, yeah, yeah. yeah she was yes. yeah, yeah. she was given more to do as yeah. well as okay, a character right, yeah. so I, I, I get that but Flip, um flipping over to the other franchise that they've got back which is Fantastic Four and mainly the Fantastic Four villains will be amazing for the yes. cinematic year you've got some of the best villains there you've got Galactus you've got Silver Surfer you've got Doctor Doom I can't imagine what a Doctor Doom is going to be like in the Marvel Doom will Doom, Doom in the MCU will be incredible be amazing and they've been really hard done by with the three films that have come out yeah. recently we've had oh the awful awful Fantastic Four yeah. reboot and the two films before that were middling at best yeah. to be fair like you said about Doom yeah. maybe with Doom given how incredibly uh, as a villain he is maybe we'll finally get a Marvel villain other than Loki who yeah. will actually provide some substance rather than just the case of you know he's this, this big bad or at the end we've beaten him well, you know, looking the whole thing with Doom in the comic books is actually a really good anti-hero because everything yeah. he's doing is to, in his head to preserve humanity. He's seen yeah. the distant future, which basically the only way humanity will survive if it's under control of Doom. Mm. Yeah. The, the thing, that, the, the interesting thing they could do with Doom in the Fantastic Four is to have the first film be Doom-centric and yeah. not even feature the Fantastic Four, and it's a film from uh, Doom's, point. Doom's point of view, and yeah. that leads into. The, the Fantastic Four film that comes after, and it'd be good as well if if the f- next phase of the Marvel universe as well is the one that starts to bring these characters in, and we end yeah. up with the big bad being a Galactus arriving well, at is, Earth, and we get the Silver Surfer and stuff. This is a chance for them to hit the reset button, basically. So when Avengers <laughs> yeah. Four is done, they could pretty much do it and kill all the characters off. Because to be honest, I can't, I don't really want to see Robert Downey Jr. wandering around for another. 10 15 years in an Iron Man yeah. suit because I think no. I think he's well, a lot pretty of the cast much done. Are ready to move on now, aren't they? Yeah. Aren't they? All kind of sad I mean, and they could do that and they could take down. the characters they want forward. Tom Holland could mm. carry on, yeah. They could take Sam Wilson, not as Captain America, though. But, yeah, but they could do that and they'd take who they want from that universe and reset yeah. them and move on, mm. and then bring in the new Iron Man, bring in a new Captain America. Uh, I'd quite like to see that, or just Iron not Man. have those characters at all. Yeah. You know, there's plenty of enough characters in, in the Marvel universe to go right. We've seen Captain America, and just go with you know the Ms. Marvels, the Captain Marvels, yeah. or some other more interesting characters. You know, the the Junior Avengers, people yeah. like Dark Hawk and Nico and stuff. Yeah. They've got because they got Runaways running. Uh, in, on Hulu at the moment they could bring some of these kind of newer characters in yeah. and run series of their yeah. own yeah. To, to be fair like what I would like to see him do post uh, post 4 is go new Avengers route with guys like Luke Cage uh, Captain Marvel Wolverine yeah, they, they yes, could do but, a completely yeah. new Avengers yeah exactly run. yeah complete new roster there's and some material again, we could yeah. throw some of the X-Men into that new Avengers yeah, run exactly. as well we could get a proper a, I mean, we could get a proper Defenders Doctor Strange Silver Surfer Hulk yeah, Namor. So to finish it off, are you for it, Dave? Yes, I'm. As long as I get uh, an Avengers versus X Men movie, I'm happy. George. Yeah, I think it's good news for the X Men, so I'm here for it. Keith. I think it could be good, good for fans, um, but good for the franchises in general. Phil. Um, yeah, I think it's just going to take some of those weird constraints off the storytelling where they're allowed to use certain characters and not and not others, and just they're able to tell the stories they want to tell. So yeah. Yeah, I think it's going to be a good thing for the superhero side of the franchise. I'm a bit worried about the more R-rated stuff. So I don't want to see something like Deadpool 3 get cancelled just because Disney think it's too risky. It won't be Christmas without some family party games. So I popped to the works and for the grand total of five English pounds, I picked up a game called Iceberg Insanity, which is subtitled Penguin Tumble. Oh, that's adorable. <laughs> it's basically... <laughs> 
when Phil's retrieved <laughs> his phone. I don't fancy I'm so excited I just dropped my stuff. This box contains one iceberg game, 24 penguins, one flag, and instructions. Nice. Age is five plus, so we should just be about to cope with this one. Callum wouldn't be allowed to play. Callum's too young. That's why we got rid of him this week. He's too young to play this game. So the point of it is, it's an iceberg that's suspended on a little point. You remember those flappy birds when oh, you were a yes. child and you used to like, balance them on your fingertip? <laughs> well, it's Phil's confused. looking very blank. No, it's I the don't. sort of thing you'd buy in a rubbish gift shop on a school trip. Yeah, it's basically like a bird that you'd balance on your finger. It's very similar to where the island is, so it's perilously balanced on a one point. So the plan is to put as many penguins as possible out of the 24 onto the iceberg, and any penguin that falls off, you have to take back. So the plan is to get rid of all your penguins. So we've got 24, we're going to do two teams, 12 penguins each. Okay. So we're going to start off with Keith and Phil. And me and Guy are going to commentate penguins. on this. Guy, are we ready to commentate? I go first, <coughs> I'm good. Are we ready? You go first. Okay. Alright, so Bloomfield's making the first move here. I've already pre-picked, already pre-picked my penguins. And we must no, say these penguins do look very dodgy. Oh, oh, it's oh, bucking, oh, oh, bottom level, bottom, bottom level. level. So we're already getting wobbly. That's George. Yeah, Dave. Phil's stealing a turn there. <laughs> Phil's stealing a penguin. Carried, I'll just get carried away. Dave, you might need to get up. <laughs> George, George is carefully looking where to place. She's analysing, analysing the board here, analysing the iceberg, which I think oh. potentially could be used as a cake making tray as well. You could make oh. quite a nice jelly yeah. mould out of yeah. it. Yeah. Yes. I might have an advantage of playing this game before <laughs> my my stepsisters own this game. There, there I mean, is a knack. It's just come from nowhere this year, isn't it? Yeah. Phil's getting really, really deeply. I think Phil's about to make a really dangerous move. Yeah. If I don't give this iceberg a centre of gravity, is what I'm doing. <laughs> or is it more that. Oh, I don't know, it's physics again, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> physics with Phil. It's hollow, therefore it will float. Oh, 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 oh. I didn't let go of it. <laughs> <laughs> this is like chess. Like chess Jenga, rules yeah, if you haven't let go. Oh, it, keeps, it keeps moving, this is really difficult. <laughs> that is the point of the game, Phil. It's not an easy game. Age is five enough, oh. this is going to be so many Why arms. is this? Phil, <laughs> you need to place this board, otherwise you're disqualified. Oh. Oh. Oh, okay. That's made it easy. Now the ice stopped yeah. moving. My heart's actually yes. beating really fast. So now the ice stopped moving, but Dave's got to place it carefully to get the balance back. Oh, where are you? Oh, nice move there, Dave. Keith, you're going. He's going as close to the centre of the iceberg as humanly possible here. As, a, as an engineer, I like this game. Five penguins are now securely on the ice. <laughs> that was a perilous penguin there. Risky move. There's a precipitous placement. We're popping all oh. 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 Now, now what, what, what happens with that? That oh, was no, a ghost. It's, it's from Keith's movement, but they're now all the penguins are now moving back. They're all looking at me. <laughs> they, are, they all just like turn. Do I have to take? Do I have to take that penguin back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Could, could this be the Blue Planet Christmas special? <laughs> <laughs> well, you need an orca whale at the bottom to eat the penguins that fall off the iceberg. Oh, this George is going straight for the centre flag here. That's a that's a good move, I think. That's, 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 a, a, that's, that's a, a sensible a good, move. That's a good move. Phil, you played that well. She's put Phil now in a position, I think. Yes. Yeah. I was just We're like, he like plays this game the way my dad and... does. My dad thinks it's funny when they all fall off, so he picks like the most ludicrous <laughs> place possible. Phil's trying to go for a centre. <laughs> oh! <laughs> oh! Oh! We're not, we're not doing well here, Phil. That's two we've got. Oh, oh my God. These... 
Right, we're going to give you guys. Penguins. We're going to give you guys now a timer. You have three minutes to try and get on that peng penguins. Oh, that, that's, the person with the, the team with the slimy. most penguins collected at the end of this. Loses. Oh my god, it keeps moving. This is just really difficult, and I don't like it. Oh, oh, there we go. Phil's placed his penguin. Dave's, oh. oh, Dave's going on with a lot of. Um... Oh, that wasn't. No. I don't know. He's, he's thinking. He's, he's double thinking. Yeah. I think. I think he's doing good. I think he's got a good position there. Oh! Oh! Nice. Keith, you're up. Oh, I've got them all everywhere. They have one penguin each, I believe. Yeah. No, no, no Phil's got one. Oh! Phil. Oh, spherical <laughs> objects. Okay, broken the iceberg. It's all on the I am so stressed. Right, let's reset the iceberg. George, you're up. You guys have two minutes now. You're up for the easy play here, George. You can pick wherever you want. I think with eight penguins, Phil, we're not going to win. Not with that, actually, we're not, no. George's even carefully placing the feet on the V point here. That's a weird sentence. I. Oh, quite a risky move. I think it's going to fall. Oh, she settled the iceberg. I mean, let's face it, boys, you've. Keith's no, bluffed us for your team. Don't try just, just throw that penguin into our pile. Ask my very first crush, Lenny Kravitz, said, it ain't over till it's over. <laughs> no, it's pretty much over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh it's it's okay, balance the board. Oh. I mean, even if Dave drops a clanger at this point, there's no way that they could lose. Thank you, guy. Cool. <laughs> Ooh. Now it's down to old clumsy Bill Field. I haven't had much history with these games, have you, Keith? Um, Keith, Keith what, yeah, whatever Didn't you do, you, like, Keith, don't sneeze. Keith, don't sneeze. Yeah. Yeah. Right, one more penguin each after this. Yeah. So it could be all down to the last oh. penguin. Oh, I've never before wished with such intensity that I could move objects with my mind. <laughs> I'm just going to point out, I'm the only one who hasn't knocked a penguin over yet. Bragging so is not a comely trait, George. <laughs> this is virtually her words. I know, now I'm going to knock them all over. It's just tense. <laughs> well, this is team play there. You team have, play. You have one minute remaining. Yeah. Ooh. 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 Oh, oh, no, she said it on the spin oh. there. George, you're handshaking. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, mine always do. Um, oh, nice. Phil, it's down to you. <laughs> the final the move. Center. The final play. <laughs> oh, we're going to have to go into Sunday. Okay, Dave. Dave. Gonna have to Dave. Go. Oh, God. I've set him up here. No, I'm going to watch you. Careful, you want to weight it very gently. Oh, 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 Keith and Phil, how many fingers were you left with? Lots. All of them. Count, let's count them out. So Phil had one for himself. 
One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. If you enjoyed this game, go to the works and buy it. Um, I, I'd say that we were penguin conservationists and we were saving the penguins from being stuck on an iceberg by themselves. No, to be fair, you know, you, you were feeding them to the orcas. Yep. So, from the works, Iceberg Insanity, two games for £10. Right. So, as it's Christmas time of the year, we thought we'd look at some of the Talking like I'm from Twin Peaks. Yes. As it's the festive time of the year, we thought we'd look at some other Yuletide <laughs> traditions from around the world. I cannot say the word Yuletide. Yuletide is a really hard word yeah. to say. I um, I hosted an evening of Yuletide Tales yes. um, this week. And I, I honestly, I, in, in, with a microphone standing in front of a pub full of people, I was like, welcome to Yuletide Tales. You like Yuletide Oh, hi, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Say it three times fast in a row. Yuletide, Yuletide. No, Yuletide. Yuletide, Yuletide, Yuletide. And for some reason, they turned Dutch. Hello and welcome to Geeky Mummy from Dutchland. Oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> right, starting us off with our first Yuletide tradition, the Krampus. Phil, this is one of your favourite Christmas traditions? It's, it's one of my favourite myths just ever, yeah. Mm-hmm. So on December the 5th, basically, children who have been naughty get to the Krampus visiting with his rusty chains and bells. This is a half-goat, half-demon <laughs> figure, and he's actually been banned in Austria since the 1930s for being too terrifying. I mean, I just, yeah, I, I think that's how children should be dealt with yes. them. Don't yeah. indulge them, scare them to death. No reward for being nice, threaten them for being nasty. Exactly, yeah. that's a deterrent. Yes, right. Uh, classic Christmas... <laughs> Classic Christmas tradition. (laughs) Classic Christmas tradition from Catalonia. The pooing man. (laughs) Have you ever heard about this? No, but was he in a Scotland nightclub recently? (laughs) I've vaguely heard of this. So basically, we all know the three wise men visited baby Jesus, but but in nativity scenes in America, in a Catalan tradition, there's always an extra chap popped into the nativity scene, and he's popping something else out on his way in. So the man is... Question is a caganer, a charming figure of a peasant man wearing a Catalan red cap with his trousers down, having a poopy. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> But why? Yes. It's in a barn. Why not? Yes. The the name El Caganer okay. is about the basically means the crapper. <laughs> the, the Catalan tradition doesn't stop there. There's also the ca- cagatillo, a pooping wooden log with a painted face and two front legs. Just a hanky. That sounds but like a South Park figure, yeah. I've seen shops in Barcelona where you can buy your El Cagana for your yeah, Christmas nativity set. But they do like thing, celebrity yeah. versions now. Yeah. So you probably will be able to pick up an eponymous American president version if you want to. You could imagine like like the nativity scene. Like, they're like, Jesus can be born and like you know, they're all like, oh my God, he's great. And they're the like, cat is in the manger. What's that, <laughs> what's that smell? And he's like, the baby wasn't me. Never yes. smelt it, doubt it. Well, the Cagatio, the pooping wooden log, appears on December the 8th every year and is fed by children until Christmas Day where it's beaten up and poops out presents, which usually the goodies it's consumed over its period. So sort of like a, a, a piñata? Yes, but a, a Christmas sort of Okay. Does he have a song like Mr Hanky, the Christmas poop? <laughs> and we also have a picture of a giant El Caganet in a shopping <laughs> mall That's in it. Spain. Brilliant. Uh, Oh my god. Tasty. This is like Christmas designs like guys. <laughs> 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 Season Sorry, <Katie>. scattings. 
Yes. <laughs> From Greenland, you eat raw whale skin with blubber and mouldy birds. <laughs> yeah, so basically, this is a delicacy in Greenland. It's called kiviak. It's made from a small bird called called inork, which is preserved in the hollowed out body of a seal, buried for seven months, and eaten once it has decomposed. So it's like the the Greenland version of like rakfisk. Yes, and it, the other one is matak, which is made from raw whale skin and blubber, usually deep fried or sometimes deep fried with some soy sauce. Mm-hmm. Pass. Mm-hmm. Right in Venezuela, the tradition is apparently to roller skate to the church. Brilliant. Yeah, in the in the capital, there's a wheelie fun tradition where it involves pretty much wheelie fun tradition. Where basically they close off roads and people can roll a blade down to the church for their church service in the morning. Yeah. And apparently, all those who attended go out, eat tostados, and drink coffee afterwards. Hmm. That sounds fun. Yeah, that's like disco know, Christmas. I yes. said the only downside to that is the fact that you're in Venezuela. It's not yeah. exactly the safest of places to be. That's why they're rollerblading, just so they've yeah. got a bit more speed game down the yeah. road to avoid the gunfire. <laughs> Zigzag. Yeah. Germany. Filling the shoe. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not the old cagano returns. Basically, German children leave a shoe outside the house on December the 5th, which is filled up with sweets overnight. Naughty children find a way to find a tree branch instead. I'm sorry, I'm not going to eat some sweets that have been left in a shoe. That's rank. <laughs> Oh, but it's no different to like the stocking thing here, though. I'm assuming you. Pr- I bet there there are like special Christmas shoes, much the same way that you buy a Christmas stocking. Yeah, you, you should imagine like sock. Like, it's yeah. out of a you shoe. Yeah, I was gonna say. I was gonna say. I hope it's wrap sweets. Yeah. I really hope it's not the pair of shoes you just use at the gym. In Mexico, apparently, you have the night of the radishes. Yes. Noche de Rabanos. Where uh, the city of Oaxaca in Mexico carve oversized radishes into scenes with the best ones receiving prizes. So over a hundred competitors on average and they raise thousands of visitors. It's some impressive radish carving. I mean, that's no weirder than like, you know, Hovey. Hovey? Holly. Yeah, or pumpkins on Halloween. Yeah. Last one, KFC bargain buckets for Christmas in Japan. Nice. So this is like a massive craze in Japan. So it's not a national holiday in Japan, but basically... KFC, you saw a gap in the market about 1974-1975 where they realised that nobody buys turkey in Japan or you have Christmas Day so they marketed an entire campaign of for Christmas Day, have a bucket of KFC and now this is like a big national thing where everybody can't get enough of festive bargain buckets Sweet. and they were dressed up Colonel Sanders as Santa for the <laughs> and I think that's a win for capitalism yep. yeah. Thank you for joining us on the Geeky Brummy podcast this week. Philip, where can we find you online? You can find me on Twitter at Philip underscore Ellis. That's Philip with one L, Ellis with two. Look for the man with a ginger beard and a blue tick. Santa? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she's my beard. (laughs) Keith, where can we find you? Uh, Sitting on the dock of a bay, (laughs) wasting my time. Oh wait, will it, yeah, watching my time roll away. Got the lyrics wrong there. Should Absolutely it, cobbled that. I oh, said, oh, should that be completely. sitting in a bush shelter? Weird so, fact about that song. I, I that was sit the on a bush first shelter. song that went to no, number one as a posthumous song. Ah, cool. Yeah. Anyway, well, not cool for Otis Redding. <laughs> no. um, yeah. <laughs> not not so good for him. Yeah, but where can we find you on? Uh, you can find me on the internet. Things they ain't been switched off over Christmas. You know. Panic buying butter and bread and things. Um, what is it? Yeah. Hardlook underscore hotel on the Twitters. On the non-Twitters without that underscore. Cool. George, where can we find you? 
you can find me pretty much wherever there are social medias as Caramel Latte Kiss. One L on Twitter, two L's everywhere else. Dave? Uh, Aces and Armour on Facebook and Instagram, the American spelling, not the British, and also on Twitter at DWIT3187. Guy? Vinyl Guy H, Instagram, Guy and Squire for Twitter. You can find Callan locked in the cupboard under the stairs on Pirate Drive, but when he's not there, he's usually at Dane's Radio. How do you spell it? D A Y N E S R A D I O. And you can find me. You can find Ryan doing the crap on stage at a child's nativity play. <laughs> or alternatively, at Ryan Parrish on Twitter, at Brummigon1 for the foodie stuff on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Brummigon1.com. And don't forget, you can find us all on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTubes, and assorted likes at Geeky Brummy. Thanks very much for joining us. Don't forget to like, subscribe, share, tell us all your friends about it. And we'll see you soon. Bye, everybody. Bye. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this Brum Radio podcast. If you enjoy what we do, then please consider supporting us at patreon.com forward slash Brum Radio.